It's life on life's terms. All right, we are here at the Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm Tom Robinson, and like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step programs. However, we endorse them and uh, love them. Yes, um, and I am Chris Mandeville. I am a heroin addict in recovery. Uh, I always forget that. Tom forgets that. (laughs) I'm also a heroin addict in recovery. We are here at um, a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., on Quincy Ave., um, who was ever so gracious to let us use this space. Um, and you can find us at lolterms.com. Um, and please subscribe. Yes, like, subscribe. We are on uh, Apple Podcast. Yep. We are on Google Play. Google Play. We are on YouTube. Uh, we just heard a story that someone's listening in Tampa. Shout yes. Out to Tampa, Florida. Uh Last week we were we had shared weather. out in the UK, which is pretty cool. It's very, very um, cool. Yeah. So uh, tonight we have um, Dave, who it's kind of weird. I was I was up at uh, the Bill Wilson House in Dorset, Vermont, East Dorset, Vermont, um, with a bunch of guys from my group, and just started talking to this kid out in the yard, and he was from Weymouth. Yeah, I was living in Weymouth. Yeah, living in Weymouth at the time, and I was just. Just weird. And yeah. <laughs> uh, then we bumped into each other down back down here on the South Shore, and he ended up going to the treatment center that Tom and myself went to. Yeah, I um, I consider Dave a good friend of mine. We haven't seen each other in a while, but uh, yeah. I, love, I love me some Dave. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and that's the thing. Like, good friendships, like, you're not like, oh, wow, wow, how come you haven't called me? You know, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, what's going on? How you been? You right. know what I mean? Right. Well, so, like you never, never left off. Yeah, you don't yeah. skip a beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Dave's going to share his experience, strength, and hope with us, and uh, we're going to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Oh, I'm Dave. I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. What's up, nice. Dave? Um, yeah, thanks for having me. It's you know kind of different. Obviously, I've never done anything like this before. But uh, yeah, I've done worse things. That's for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> we all have. We appreciate you coming, Dave. Yeah. We really do. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I um I was thinking about what what I would say, and I don't, I don't know. You know, um, I've had quite a road in recovery and and not in recovery and um you know Mm. i i I finally found myself like extremely grateful that i am a drug addict and an alcoholic like i always heard people say that and um and i used to hate that you know like Mm. uh, i'm just a grateful recovering drug addict i'm so like it's the best thing and i could never wrap my head around that but like um my life is so good today and it's only because i've accepted the fact that you know, I'm a drug addict, and I and I found like um, a spiritual way of life that I was able to have this life that I have. Like I would never, I don't think I would even be alive, probably. You know. Um, yeah, I know I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, so it kind of led me to a um, a relationship with with uh, with my higher power that I I never I didn't want and I nev- definitely wouldn't have found it if I didn't absolutely need it you know um hmm. 
just like uh, a lot of people, I, you know, I, I started off smoking weed and and drinking. Um, you know, I yeah, I took my first drink when I was, uh, I don't know, probably about. 13 or 14 years old. <laughs> That's the magic yes. year. 13. <laughs> the magic number. Yeah. Yeah. 13. It was the 3rd of July. Uh, oh, really? Manimet. Yeah. You remember the date? Yeah. I'm not a really good uh, well, I mean, date I don't know if I had drank person. before that, but this was the first time that I got, you know. Yeah, that you remember it. I, I had the effect. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know, know what? You know what I realized? That usually I know where the date is, when, uh, you know, when there's a, which an upcoming ufc fight i'm like <laughs> yeah i know that the second is saturday so that. today is what you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much for a cab ride home oh. <laughs> yeah I, I mean it, i don't know i i took a drink and it was like magical you know um mm-hmm. well that night it was anyway and i got wasted and it, it was it was warm heffernreffer Oh, oh really? head wreckers. That's good stuff, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that stuff. <laughs> With the little puzzle on the cap. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. By the by the end of the night, you're like, ah, what the? F-? Yeah. Snapple copied that idea. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think yes. so, yeah. Maybe it was the same company. Right. I never really thought of that. Yeah. Snapple and then uh, Nantucket Nectars <laughs> as well. Mm. They probably got sober and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the marketing guy got sober and yeah. started working for Snapple. so 13 13 3rd of july yeah um which is usually when a lot of kids get in trouble yeah i I grew up Mm. in manamet you know and and it was like oh that's right i forgot that about you you yeah yeah manamet on the 3rd of july was a lot of yeah yeah we used to sleep in the car because uh, they'd set up a roadblock. Yeah, yeah, we sleep right, in the yeah, car, yeah. and you'd wake up in the morning and go home. <laughs> yeah. Either that or catch you know? yourself a dewy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I woke up on my neighbor's porch covered in puke, and uh, that was my first nice. real Couldn't wait day. to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't wait. It definitely wasn't because I liked the taste of Heffernreffer. You know? uh, and <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that I got into some trouble, you know what I mean? And I didn't right. like that, but I, I liked what it did for me. Yeah. Yeah. A, a friend of mine said it was like his tailor. It made his skin fit perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felt comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I was suffering from all the things that relieved me of. You know, I had no idea, but I right. knew it. I knew I felt relief. You know? Yep. Did you? Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, what What was your thought process before you started drinking, as compared with, uh, you know, as far as it goes with uh, drinking? What were you? How did you think of it before you started? That's what I. I it think was about more sometimes. of a, of like a, a group thing. Like I, I don't want to say like peer pressure, but it was definitely like all the. That's what all the kids were doing, and I just you know wanted to fit in. You know that was right. what, what got me going. I mean, I was depressed, kind of. Is that what you mean? Like, was my state of mind? Or? No, I, I. What I mean is like when I when I um, remember back when it was it was someone else's idea. They found it. They broke into somebody's shed. Mm-hmm. Um, we were 13, you know, and uh, but before that, my idea of it was that, you know, this is something that uh, I looked up to, you know, the people who drank were like, you know, cool, you know, I, I, I said when I was like, oh, get a chance to do this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Did you say it was your grandfather or something? Yeah, my my grandfather, you know, he was he's a, an alcoholic, but he was a happy drunk. 
and he was in the Navy, you know what I mean? There's pictures of him, you know, with his friends and stuff, you know what I mean? And I looked up to that. I was like, wow. Yeah, you know, right. This is, I want, I, when I, it was like, I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it saw, it wasn't like, like Chris says, where it fits you, your skin, fit, made you comfortable, but it, it was something I aspired to. Yeah. It was like, yes, I get to do this. Yeah. You yeah. know, all excited about it. That's the way I was. Like a rite of passage almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I definitely looked up to the kids in the neighborhood, I guess, you know, and uh, I, I I was uncomfortable. I was always looking for approval, you know, and uh, I, I was an only child that we moved down there from Brockton, and, um, you know, it, it definitely helped me fit in, you know, and uh, mm. it definitely made me, it, it took away those insecurities, I guess, you know. I, I just didn't give a shit at that point, you know, um, once I got drunk, and then I wanted to keep doing it, you know. Right. I was able to keep it at that for quite a few years, like just, you know, function during the week and not, like, go crazy, and then the weekends, you know, kind of, you know, go nuts with the guys or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, I <clears throat> stayed like that for years, you know. Um, smoke. I started smoking weed. I started playing in a band. Um, I play the drums. and I forgot you reminding me yeah. about all this stuff about you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot you played the drums. Yeah. So that you know, it was that scene for quite a while, and uh, you know, I went, I went to college. Um, <laughs> I went, I, I went out to Arizona to uh, go to school for electronic engineering, and um, then I, I, the the course was just too hard. And when, when I got away from home, I, I, I really started to like drink heavy. I didn't have any real sense of responsibility, and I just. So what you're saying is the course was too hard to do while you were hungover. <laughs> that, that definitely was the case. That was definitely the case. I, I had no, you know, left to my own devices. I just was like, you know, I my I drank a lot more out there and did a lot more drugs, and I started experimenting with cocaine and yeah, um, smoked a lot of weed, and, uh, you know, it, I didn't, needless to say, I didn't become an elect electronic engineer. Um, right. I changed my major. I went to school for forestry. <laughs> from electronics yeah. to trees yeah. forestry sounds easy yeah that sounds good so yeah. I, went up to I can learn style. how to grow me some good weed yeah exactly <laughs> i was gonna be a forest ranger and smoke weed it, yeah you know, just just hide all the weed in the forest it seemed like not let anybody plan. near there yeah it seemed like a solid plan yeah it was yeah. absolutely but that didn't work out either I, yeah. I went to flagstaff and i went to school there for about two semesters i uh I found a band that's drummer flunked out, and they had a band and gigs and a drum set, and the drummer flunked out and got sent home, so I just jumped right in. Flunked out? Slid right in the seat. Yeah, yeah. And then nice. I flunked out. So. What does that mean? <laughs> Rim shots? You couldn't play the drums well? No, no, no. Flunked out of school. Oh, out of school. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm a little slow. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I, you know, that's what I did. I was we were traveling around playing uh, Led Zeppelin songs, you know. Oh, you were in the wedding band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not quite that successful. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that didn't work out, and I came home, and uh, actually, the school called my my uh, my house, wondering where I was because I hadn't been there in quite some time, and uh, and my grandfather called me, and he's like, "Where are you?" And I said, "I'm at school," and he said, "No, you're not." He's like, you haven't been to school in like a month. And uh, I was 
in San Diego. I was supposed to be in Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, I ended up. He tracked you down. He, yeah. Well, he's like, why don't, you, you, why don't you get home and stop wasting everybody's money? Were you, so, uh, were you making yeah, trips yeah. to Tijuana by then? <laughs> no, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. No, not quite. No, no. But uh, I, I came. My grandfather was the voice of reason. He said, get your ass home and go to work. You're not going to go to school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right? what I did. So. Just pissing money away. Yeah. And you know, if you're not going to go there, like. Right. At least mm. do something. Yeah. Yeah. He was in, he was against me going to school anyway. He wanted me to get a trade. The the good thing is I went to trade school and uh that was his advice too. He you know mm. just in case the college thing doesn't work out, why don't you go to trade you know, high school and uh and and I did electrical in high school and um you know, and he was a pretty smart guy, so um that's what I did. I came home and I went to work for an electrical company and I and I uh I still was like a real heavy hitter, I guess. I was definitely alcoholic at times. Like I would black out, and looking back on it, it wasn't normal. I, I thought it was normal. You remember those tests that we would t- <laughs> we'd take, like not tests, but like questionnaires or whatever. You'd go to detox, and they'd make you fill out yeah. something like, "How have you ever blacked out?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, I'm Every in, I'm in detox. Yeah. What are you- <laughs> How, how did think? I get here? I can't remember. I don't what, do you, what do you mean, blackout? <laughs> blackout. I, I think that's how I ended up here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, it's easy to see, you know. But in it, I was blinded. Um, you know. But I managed to get my electrician's license, and you know, um, have some outside success, I guess. But. I was definitely blossoming as a as an addict and an alcoholic. Um, hmm. You know, I, I ended up buying my parents' house off them and, and, and getting in a real serious relationship. And uh, around that time, I got you know into the oxies, um, and then it was just like a a ski jump there for sure. It was like I just. You know, a friend of mine's father was dying of cancer, and he had like unlimited oxycontin, and and we just started mm-hmm. taking them, and um, and then we found a doctor that would prescribe them to us when we ran out, and and uh, we did that for a while. Um, and it's crazy. Like I was, I was so into heroin, like I didn't even know anything about these doctors. You know what I mean? No, I mean, either. Like, I didn't care about doctors. I'm I'm running around, you know, trying to friggin' make 80 bucks so i can buy a bundle and and i all i needed was like three dollars and 65 cents and <laughs> yeah, I could get yeah, these yeah prescriptions for that's, endless that's a good well my you know? idea was look if i go into if i got to brockton i didn't score heroin within 15 minutes i was like what the hell is a slow day yeah <laughs> i don't want to go to a doctor's office and wait in a waiting room right yeah it Puking was a, away. It was a hassle, man. I'll Shit, my pants in the waiting room. Oh, mm. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't find out about heroin. I mean, I didn't try heroin until years later. You know, I I, I was definitely scared of it. And uh, um, it really wasn't until after I went to Project Turnabout that I tried it after being living with a bunch of heroin addicts that I, uh, I isn't that crazy yeah like yeah. you go to, you go to treatment and you realize that damn the shit I ain't done yet <laughs> yeah, yeah I got I a gotta, good education you know there, there was one kid that was in the treatment center with me is Johnny C and uh like this kid was cracking booze you know yeah and like he's he did heroin in the house and he overdosed really and uh 
he, you know, I've I've heard him share after that, and he's like, "Yeah, I tried heroin once. I still don't know what it's like." <laughs> you know, it's like, like I remember running upstairs and finding that kid blue. Wow. You know who was I mean? that dude, Dave, who died? <clears throat> uh, was it, I always say to tell this story. Uh, dude was an alcoholic, straight up alcoholic. Uh, he was in the house, and he went out, and he must have done heroin. They figure he was probably in a blackout, and yeah. he died. They found tried him heroin in the for the park. first time. Yeah, in, that, in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah, it's crazy. So many people. Brutal. It, yeah, I, if I tried to write down all the people that I've met that have passed on, uh, I'd, I'd be writing forever. Dude, who's that guy? Uh, I hate to say, it, I don't. You know, who's that guy who was <laughs> always playing uh, Go Go Godzilla? Oh, Joe T. <laughs> He's in the weight room all the time, yeah. and then I don't know. He, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Gonna yeah. continue with that. <laughs> Uh, somebody <laughs> saw him in the comments selling himself or something. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had some funny stories. Like, <laughs> 180 degrees. Oh mm. my god! Yeah. So you li- you end up going through turnabout, and that's <laughs> yeah. I, I I actually went into turnabout. I went to turnabout a couple times. Um, the first time was in Hingham when it was, you know, turnabout. When it was the real deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And um at that time I was hooked on Oxys. That's what uh, that's what brought me in there. And um I had just gotten married. I was just about to lose everything. It was like my f- I'd just gotten married like like that year. And um my wife was the one who really had a problem with my my problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah really you think i wonder why she would have a problem with your problem you know <laughs> i didn't have a problem with my problem but um <laughs> she became my problem and it's uh, hard that's 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 getting sober from some for someone else yeah it's hard a lot harder i i don't i don't know if it can be done yeah i'm not gonna say a lot of people say you can't yeah. do it but i don't know that but i know that i had to be i mean I think an impetus was my son being born. Yeah, when he was when he was being born, there was that song, uh, Re- "The Reason." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep. know, and that hit me. Incubus. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. And I remember, I remember uh, sitting there in the back seat, and that song was playing. Somebody was driving, and I was just like getting emotional, like I gotta, I gotta stop this, and I don't know how, and you mm. know, all that stuff. So I think my son was an impetus, but I mean, I think it's. You have to realize. You have to like own it. Like mm. I'm in trouble. Yeah, mm. you know, yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's, yeah, to make it, it. It's the only thing. It's the only times that it ever worked for me when I was um, totally like hopeless. You know, like hmm. yeah. It's I can only think of a couple times, and and those times are are the times that I turned around and got sober and, and meant it. You know, um, I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to be honest about that then you know when i first when the first time i went to turnabout i i would have mm. told you that 100 percent that it was you know for me but um yeah. looking back on it i wouldn't have i wouldn't have even gone that way if it wasn't for the people in my life you know my mother and right. my wife like saying hey you got to do something here you know i right. i would have kept going it definitely for quite a while mm. longer and then um but I, I gave it an honest effort, and I, and I stayed sober for a little while, and then and then I went out, and it got worse. I I ended up trying heroin, and um, you know, I never knew that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was dope sick, and uh, at, at that point, you know, I couldn't get together the 
the means to do the pills or whatever and right. some, someone said hey do this and i was like yeah. oh, i heard about that <laughs> yep it's like 20 yeah. times cheaper yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's more ba- readily available it, and- it's basic economics yeah. most of the time you know Inconven- I mean? you, you know. spent how much in three weeks right. here yeah. this is like 10 bucks yeah what? and being dope sick doesn't hurt either you know that, yeah that, that's definitely a good motivator oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely what, yeah uh, on my last run change your belief system i was so adverse to being dope sick <clears throat> i was like i am not gonna be sick yeah you know and that's what's r- looking back you know when i was sitting in bridgewater for the 30 day yeah dry out behind behind the fences um i was like ah it's scary yeah that's a scary thing because yeah. i really was i was like i don't give a fuck yeah. you know i'm not yeah. gonna be sick i was i was a professional at being dope sick <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> you know i was like i i for years it was just like i i would get enough to get off e you know what i mean and, and very rarely and like looking back on it i'm grateful for that because when it came time to kick mm. it wasn't as bad you know but you I mean? were a habitual line line stepper oh yeah <laughs> because you were like hot boxes and chases with the police and all this yes stuff. yeah i was just a guy who went to work and then bought what i could buy and then got sick for the rest of the time yeah. you know what i mean yeah but at this in the last run i was ready to step some lines you know what i mean yeah. i was so yeah it was like all right when i got arrested and i was locked up it was like that's scary because the next time i do this yeah. what's going to happen what am i going to be involved in you know what i mean yeah, yeah I, I i did whatever i needed to do to get what i needed to get right i didn't care well, line, line step up yeah, I, yeah. I, that 30 33 adult arraignments will oh you know yeah <laughs> That's a lot. And that's that's the <laughs> arraignment. That's not counting the individual charges. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I didn't find that out until I was like a few years in sobriety and uh get more charges than an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a few years into sobriety and and I was I was painting at the Boston Police Department and uh some dude got hell bent cuz we had a key card and like we worked for facilities like Yeah. And and you know, it was kind of kind of strange painting it in the boston police headquarters and like i'm a convicted felon but whatever and then this guy like really got butthurt and took my record and emailed it throughout the boston police department oh that was nice i was like oh okay cool and you know yeah it was just we'll have chris doing residential from now on yeah (laughs) well he he took all our names and all our information because we had a key card and then he ran uh, one of the guys named, and the dude had a like twenty five year old warrant, and he came up and arrested him on oh, it. Man. Wow! <laughs> like right out of like one of the offices he was painting. Yeah, yeah. We're like, what do you, what do you do? Really? This <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah. but this guy would ticket a Boston police car in front of the Boston police headquarters. That's how much of a prick he was. Oh no! Kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He, his mom knew somebody. That's how homeboy got a job. Oh, I'll right, tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> He had a he had a chip. Yeah, he's making yeah. the world a better place. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, one ticket at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you tried yeah. heroin. I tried heroin. Yeah, and I liked it, and uh, and it went bad. It went very bad. Um, That's common sentiment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Heroin addiction usually doesn't go good. Doesn't I go well. I haven't met anyone that it's gone good yet. No, I definitely I tried very hard to be a social somebody, heroin injector, but it didn't I became really somebody that I didn't, you know, that I definitely didn't ever think I would. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 
it can get ugly fast or it can take a little bit of time. Yeah. But most of the time it's it's, it's pretty ugly. pretty quick. At that point it happened, you know, from that point it went very fast, you know, and um Yeah, I just I just burnt everything to the ground again and I was doing things that I I just couldn't even believe I was doing, you know, stealing from friends and um, family mm. and just, you know, just breaking people's hearts that love me and, you know, and I didn't I couldn't get in touch with any of that emotionally. Like, I, Well, I, yeah, but you know. you know what? You knew it, and you know what it does? It, it diminishes your self-respect. Yeah. There's yeah. no way around it. You yeah. know what I mean? You do things that you don't respect and you wouldn't have respected throughout your life, and all of a sudden you find yourself doing them. diminishes your self-respect. Yeah. When you don't self-respect, you got to medicate because that's feelings, and yeah. you don't want that. Yeah, it was mm. a snowball effect for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the end, it, it brought me, you know, to the point of surrender for for real which was good you know mm. um um finally I, i i was you know i was back in project turnabout again and now it was in hingham i mean it was in weymouth and um um that it was the third time i was back at turnabout and um this time i finally hit a place of surrender that you know that we were talking about earlier that it wasn't for anyone else it was It was for real. It was, you know, I, I'm I'm done in whatever it takes, you know, I, I'll do it. You, you know? became willing. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't Beaten know. Beaten into a state of reasonableness. Yeah, without a doubt. And mm. that's the only thing that works for guys like us, you know. Like, I, yep. I, I won't do this. I won't do recovery if, I, if I'm not in that position. Right, you know? right. If I still think there's a sliver of a chance some way that I can – pull it off i'm gonna try you know yep. well i think with you know i don't know i have i have a lot of, i've been thinking a lot about different stuff lately and uh there was a really good podcast about addiction on rogan um just recently this guy he was talking about what happened in portugal and what happened in um switzerland and they legalized everything decriminalized whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, safe um, they have safe, safe shooting shooting places but, yeah. it, it's interesting because the piece that they're citing is this um Uh, lack of of uh, like fulfillment, life fulfillment, which I think is um, is it's so complicated addiction. Oh. and I think that that that's a huge part of it. Like you just not fulfilled, and you then you get addicted. Also, I think you get addicted to ego. You can get really addicted to your own ego. You know what I mean? You know, you pump yourself up, and you feel like if I let that go. It's going to be miserable. I'm not going to be fulfilled. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, but, but also, like, that's been, like, having a fulfilling life has been thrust upon us, like, falsely. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, you know, society deems as fulfilling. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you got to have money. You got to have cars. Yeah. You got to have a big house. You got to have this, you it's know, lovely, frou frou life. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, you, you don't can, have to have any of we that can, stuff. We can be simple men with simple lives and be completely happy with that. Right. You yeah. know? Sim simple people. It's so, it's easier to be happier when we have nothing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It can like, be, yeah. yeah. Sure. Like more money, more problems. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. trust and believe. I like stuff. I like right. shiny things. I like, you know, nice things. But yeah. it's yeah. life's a lot more easy when I... It gets complicated. Yeah. It <laughs> gets so complicated. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people, you know end up going back out because they get too much too quick yeah you know yeah like, yeah right i could imagine i could see what you're saying that wasn't my story but no <laughs> I'm, shit i'm still waiting to get some stuff <laughs> yeah. but uh but i think uh 
Yeah, I think there's more. You know, one of the that's one of the whole premises of the of the 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 AA program is is to help someone else to help yourself. Mm. That's a fulfilling uh, proposition. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You're you're being fulfilled because you you have a purpose. You know. Yeah. Yes. It's one of, one of the one of the. Uh, you know, you have a mission. You have something to concentrate yeah. on. You, yeah. You're not thinking all about ego and all about self. That principle of you know altruism. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It. I mean, if with the selfishness and self-centeredness of the disease, the counter has to be the opposite, right? So, like, yeah, you know, that's a good you point. Get out there and help somebody else. That's the real treatment, and I think that's why our founding fathers were. You know, talk so much about it, like yeah, George like, Washington, and shit. yeah, and yeah. Abe Lincoln, <laughs> Abe and Ebby Thatcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. I never feel as free as when I'm helping somebody without any, right, without expecting without, anything. It, yeah, you and know what I mean. It's some of the best days or moments, I should say, yeah. in my life. You know, when yep. I'm, you know, I love. Uh, I love uh, being able to have an attitude of humility and being okay with it. You know what I mean? Whereas, whereas before, I needed something in my own mind that would that I would be stand out. I would mm. be different. My ego would be okay yeah. because, you know, oh, they don't know me. I'm this and that, and I'm different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've mm. done this. I've done that. Whatever, whatever. But to be humble and to just just realize that we're all human. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all human. Yep. And uh, and and we have some good qualities. We have bad qualities in other aspects where we might be really smart at this and really dumb at that. I might be good at you know building something, but I'm terrible at spelling. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and just to realize that you're just one of us. You know, yeah. we're just, I'm just one of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm. such a freeing thing, and, and and especially if you add love into that, because yeah. you can love, you can stand there and just look at people and just be like, they're just like me, right? Yeah, and love right. them for being human. They're like me, and yeah. and that's like a, a lot of the people that I surround myself with, and 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 people that I'm, you know, learning from today, like we're we're going like beyond the realm of the 12 steps and, and mm. just like, mm. just like helping pe- other people in life. You know what I mean? And it's right. because it, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, like just staying in, in, in the work and, and, and just going to meetings and just like it, it, it can it lose old. its own yeah. and, and it can, yeah. it can get, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I need I, more, and you know what I mean? Right, and, varieties and, of spice of life. And it yeah. doesn't have to, they don't have to be people in recovery. Right, right. You know? Like, but, they, yeah. but they can be too. Yeah, I, I, I want to be able to help anywhere that I can help, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? That's important, and it's funny that that happened to me. Like, I think, you know, I'm not saying that's why I relapsed after many years of sobriety, but I definitely was in that routine of you know same meetings you know mm. speaking at the same meetings listening to the same people speak yeah it just got it definitely got routine and it and it i think what happened was i stopped growing and i stopped seeking yeah and i was mm. comfortable with an experience that i had five years ago you right know, and, and oh yeah a new experience and and that yeah, experience yeah. that like that's you know, like they talk about that, that feeling fades. Yeah, it you does. Know? You can't draw power from an old experience. Yeah. And that's what it right. is. And for a guy like me, I need power every day. If we're not if we're not continuing to grow along spiritual lines and, and, and constantly like yeah. seeking more, 
Right. Spiritually, it's, you know, it's going to get old. Yeah. Lack of power was our dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> and and if we're not seeking that power, we're not getting that power. Right. You know? right. And, and, it, and the book tells us, too, if we're book guys, to go find it in other places at yeah. some point. I mean, it's just a book, you know. And, yeah. and, it, and it's, you know, once you're introduced to that power, now take it and go out into the world. And, right. Uh, right. Hmm. And I, 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 um, that was another layer that was peeled back the last time I got sober. I had a sponsor, thankfully, that was in the same mindset. And he, we had a, you know, I went, when I got sober the last time, a year and four months ago, whatever, I went through the process again with a big book guy, but we did it. You know, he said, let's just have a new experience because I had had, you know, I'd gone through the process before and I right. think I had kind of like, um, I guess, like, had these preconceived notions of what it should be like or whatever. And, yep. he, you know, he was really good at just breaking that mold and saying, let's just have a new experience. And, you know, and then I started, he got me into doing, you know, a, a really serious meditation and all kinds of different things. Right. And I, I go right. to the Vedanta mm. Center and I, I do... I don't, I do very little like traditional AA now. You know? Yeah, I, not to say that that's good or bad or whatever, but for me, that's where I'm finding the power. You know. Yeah. And just and you know I I I stay in I stay involved as much as I can with you know regular traditional twelve step stuff, but I've also gone outside the lines a little. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, I I one of the meetings I attend, it's like anyone's welcome you don't have to be in recovery yep. you yep. know what i mean yeah um, i've been meaning to get down we have we have a woman who uh we have a woman who like lost her son in a, in a motorcycle accident and like she is comfortable to go there and talk and yeah. be with us and and share and yeah. you know what i mean like it doesn't matter if if right. i can help you you know i'm i'm gonna help yeah. you like i started i started going back to church um and it's not a regular church like stand up kneel pray stand up kneel pray you know what i mean and and that's mm. helped me a lot. Um, if if I have an opportunity to volunteer, like I, I want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and, and all of this stuff, like I'm using to like help teach my daughter as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like mm. this this you know we don't have to just you know live a normal a, a, a regular life like go to school, go home, play, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I want to show her that you know. You, you're supposed to help other people as yeah, well, yeah. you know? There's yeah. more to life for sure, yeah. you know? There's yeah. depth and, you know, you know, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I You know, I had a point when I when I was sober for a while and uh, I got, like, all the material things and, and, you know, I was doing really well with business and, you know, and it was like I, I just still f I felt empty, you know. It was like I, I mm. feel like like I got all the things that I I wanted, and I still like all the things I always thought I wanted. Like I got them, and then I'm like, all right, well now what? Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Still, all the things it. that you thought were gonna make you feel better. Yeah. Well, yeah and if I still, if I get this, I'll be okay. If yeah. I get that, if I can get a job here, if I can do this, right. if I can acquire that, I'll, I'll be okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I still You're already it. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. We we already have everything we need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. you know, if if we dig and and uncover and unload some of that shit, we'll find it yeah. within, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's tough to get there though, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? So I know some people that never get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I was listening to uh Russell Brand, right? So he was asking his people who was on there who were on there with him about like what do you consider 
Like the word recovery, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you mean by recovery? Right? What are you recovering? I think it's kind of like getting back to, um, you know, who you were before you went. The the world smashed you, and you and you decided that you need to anesthetize yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and and, and that's that's actually the definition: be being, you know, being brought back to a, a former state. You know, right. Yeah. The definition yeah. of recovery, like we want to get back child. to where we were before we, you know, before we started right. seeking outside stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Being okay. You know, and maybe maybe some of us never felt okay, but yeah, that doesn't mean we weren't okay. We just right. didn't realize it. Was it. a feeling, right. yeah. I'm, I'm sure, like yeah. when we were little kids, because like you watch a little kid, they don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> That's they right. don't. Yeah. They don't. And oh, yeah. I don't know when in in their life that changes. You know, right. but it's it's definitely from an outside influence. Yeah, you yeah. know, the more exposure I think they have to society that's when it happens yeah oh yeah and it can happen right at the home too it depends on what the home is like yes yes we're raising a daughter and she's four and a half and my wife and i do our best to you know bring her up in a healthy environment and i look back at my life and it it wasn't like the worst childhood but it you know there was some definite flaws and i'm sure we're not doing everything right right Uh, i'm I'm in the same boat (laughs) my little girl's out there right now you know she's she just turned four in January, and it's like she already has this. <laughs> a friend of mine posted a, a a meme, and it was it was about a kid, and it's like it said, "I'm raising a sasshole." Yeah, like, <laughs> she's, she's just so sassy, and yeah. it's like I want to I want to scream and yell, but I'm working on that. You know, I'm not going to say it ain't happened because it has. Sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, she's you know she's four and. She's been through some stuff, you know, as as far as, you know, her her parents and and breakups and and so like she's four and a half and she's she's in therapy already, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, but yeah. I I, I want to get this now. Yeah. So that it doesn't snowball and and she ends up like me. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. be able to talk about these feelings. It's one and, of my biggest fears. Yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was raising my kid, I I and I still am, but I mean he's 14. Wow. So I can't believe he's 14. <laughs> All right. So uh Jesus. when I when he was when I was uh raising my kid, um what really helped me a lot was uh, a book called Scream Free Parenting. I got it in audiobook. It's fantastic. It's I, really uh, good. I, I downloaded one too. Um, it was only like seventy-two pages. I read it in like thirty-six minutes, <laughs> it, and it was the peaceful parent is what it was called. Oh yeah, and and what the woman was saying was, you know, she's yelling at her kid for yelling at her. Yeah, right. You know, and, and it, it was. She's like, I'm. I was never mad at my children. I was just mad. Just mad. Yeah. And hmm. it and it and it transferred to them. There was always something within me that caused me to feel that way, and that therefore it ended up trans- That's right. transferring into my parenting. Well, when you when anger anger comes <clears throat> from fear, right? This is what we learned. I mean, anger comes from fear. They say, and I didn't believe that for a couple of years when I was first getting sober, or <clears throat> not really first getting sober when I was first going through like a million programs and getting talking to all sorts of counselors and you know all that mm. stuff that we do when we're trying ripping and running and coming back in. Um, uh, I didn't believe it for a couple of years 
until it sunk in. I started like somebody said, you know, anger is fear. Mm. And so when you're angry at a kid, it's like, well, what are you? Are you angry because you're losing your ability to control the situation? Um, mm. You know, why? What are you afraid of? You know, what yeah. are you afraid of? Yeah. What What is it that um, that you need to control? Yes, you need to control yes. them. Now, are you, are you, are you yeah. getting angry at them because you're losing control of them, and you're going to be embarrassed? You're going to be a bad parent. You're going to be embarrassed, <laughs> or you're going to be a bad parent. Yeah. That's when I mm. when I when I was after I read that screen free parenting thing, and it told me about like. Um, you know, letting the con- natural consequences of actions give consequences to instead of you in- initializing false consequences by like, oh, I don't want to do that because I'm going to make daddy angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, let him fall off the chair. And- well, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I started talking to him about it. Like, like you know, well, the thing is, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do this, right? I'm doing the best I can, but I'm, my job okay, is yeah. the dad, and I'm supposed to teach you how not yeah. to do this and not to do that. That's all. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And when you have a communication like that, then it's like a totally different thing. It's not yeah. like this. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. respond, yeah. 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 So that, that, that helped me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. It's, it's wild. tough, man. Yeah. It is tough. Yeah. So tough. <laughs> and finding balance and, and, and you know, a, a kid meetings work you know it's like what when does it end oh yeah you know? right. no I, I i luckily his mother was always there and i was just like all right going to meet mm. yeah. <laughs> so it worked yeah. out with that that was good but uh, so now you end up at turnabout for the third time yeah at that point i um yeah it's like 2010 or something now you're married at this point i'm married yeah i'm married but it's uh been married forever. Yeah, I've been married. I think since he was born married. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. God bless her. Right. Yeah. She's right? a saint. Yeah, she's a saint. But we, um, at that point, we were pretty much on the outs. You know, she was. We were still married on paper, but uh, I was living in an apartment before I went to Turnabout, and uh, I wasn't welcome home. Mm. Lost my job again. I was facing like felony charges for stealing a lot of money from the company I work from, and um, but I, I just was done. I just I don't know why. It was actually something I think she had said to me was because um, I had some, some sobriety and I was happy at, at times and uh, I just was hopeless and she just said why don't you just do what you were doing when you were happy and it was just like one of those simple things like mm. it wasn't like the magic answer but it was like oh well I know the first thing is to stop doing drugs and get sober and yeah. you know mm-hmm. maybe I have a chance of being happy <laughs> So Sometimes it was just like need that a simple moment. phrase. It was like that moment of yeah. clarity or whatever, and I, yep. I, I ended up saying, "Yeah, that's a good idea." You know, <laughs> Jesus, I brilliant. Of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm at, imagine that. And then I went and got high, and uh, <laughs> and I thought about it for I, a yeah, while. <laughs> and I finally went to detox, and I went back to turnabout. And uh, oh yeah, this is the third time. The third time. Third yeah. time's a charm. Third time was a charm, and uh, and, and uh, you know, and I just put the flag up and I surrendered, and mm. I just. I got back with with my sponsor Ken, and I, I did some step work, and I that's who brought you through the steps. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember. I was I thinking it was Ken. Ken. I still see him. Can we get Ken on the show? But I would imagine you could. Oh my God. Yeah, I see him. I'm Such actually going to guy. Portland with him to the Fellowship of the Spirit. Um, oh yeah, next month, this month, yeah. But I see Ken on a regular basis still. Yeah, yeah. Such um, a good dude. But I went through the steps the way they were laid out, and I got sober, and and uh, life took off, man. You know, and um, you know, I, I 
I was able to get back home, mend mend the relationship, and uh, again, again. Yeah. <laughs> and we we were we were trying to have a baby for years. She she wanted to have a baby really bad. I did. I'd given up on it because she was having fertility issues, and um, I just resigned to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. And um, we were doing all the in vitro and all that stuff, and and I just let go. And I was like, it's not meant to be, you know. And I said, maybe maybe we'll adopt or whatever. I just totally let it go. Mm. And um, but she didn't. She she was hell bent on it. And uh, we had one last ditch effort. She was about to let it go, and we tried this this Doogie Hauser doctor from uh, Doogie. Hauser. <laughs> he was like a young he was kid. Like, yeah, he was like yeah. twelve years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, we've been hey, having, you want to have a baby? I'll show you. Yeah, he's like, we've been having <laughs> luck with this drug. It, it was a, it was just a um, blood thinning medicine. It wasn't any drug, really. It was, just, I mean, it was a drug, but it was, um, it wasn't any, anything as crazy as the hormones and stuff she was doing. They thought it maybe just something as simple as like a blood blood clotting disorder thing, and they gave her mm. this blood thinner. I actually was injecting her every day with blood thinners, and uh, and that's a whole another funny story, but. She got pregnant. You know, imagine that. Yeah, I know. I remember when you. Told I can me. only imagine how much was spent on in vitro. It was crazy. Yeah. And and then you just yeah, just try this blood thinner. Yeah, just try this. Yeah. Yeah. You want to punch Doogie Howser right in his face? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but. <laughs> hey, you know, no, I remember. I awesome. got emotional over the phone when you told me that. It was yeah. like I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it yeah. worked, and, I, and we had a baby, and uh, you know, and that. It was right around that time that I ended up I ended up relapsing again. I um, son of a <laughs> yeah. Did you go out and celebrate? No, I, it wasn't like that at mm. all. It, it, it was uh, it was a culmination of things. It, it, you know, like I said, I've been sober for quite a few years, and um, and I was getting stale in my recovery. Yeah, I, I was doing a, mm. I was going back to turnabout and doing the big book on Thursday nights every Thursday night, and I was oh, yeah. <laughs> sponsoring I a bunch yeah. of guys from there and. I just got. I remember the night. It was a, it was a summer night, and I was I wanted to go fishing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm here at Turnabout. I'm working with these guys. Everyone's relapsing. Nobody gives a shit. The house is going to shit. You know, <laughs> I'm like these guys don't get it. And I'm like, you know, what? I need a little more time. I'm gonna stop doing this commitment. You know, and that was yeah. it, it was like six months earlier before I real. It was took like six months after that. And it was like a steady progression. It was like I parked my car in recovery and just. You know. But you know where it started. That's yeah, where it started. Looking back, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. And um, and then yeah, I got really sick. Uh, I wasn't doing any recovery really. I wasn't doing anything except just not drinking and drugging. And I got um, prescribed cough medicine with codeine in it. And um, mm. huh. And that's what it was. And wow. I'd re- I'd refused drugs <coughs> so many times through the years and. Um, you know, your disease was in the background, salivating. Oh, I was oh like, yeah. yeah, I was like, this is great. <laughs> oh, I'll take, I'll start Cough with the Cody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take that. Well, I took yeah. it and I drank it in my deal, boiler. Dave. Yeah, in your in your in boiler. My, yeah, I went and didn't tell anybody. I oh went, I boy, went, I got the filled the prescription. I was sick as a dog. You might went, have a problem if yeah. you're guzzling codeine in your <laughs> yeah. boiler room. I went into my <laughs> boiler room and I drank the whole thing. Uh, why my boiler room? I don't. Uh, know. I just yeah. he just wants some scissor. Yeah, some lean. Just trying to get down with some lean. Was yeah. that shit they talk about in all them rap songs? Is that this? Yeah, yeah. I put on some. I put on some Snoop Dogg and I drank. <laughs> right bar. But yeah, it was. You know, I mean, it's pretty, pretty textbook. It was like you know, I didn't go off the rails that moment. You know, it was um, about a month of misery 
sober but dry, like wanting to get high but knowing that it's going to yeah. be terrible. Yeah, but no, already not, knowing that yeah. you fucked up. I don't yeah. think you're really on the rails if you drink guzzling <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I it together. No one, no one knew you had the strip, right? <laughs> Rubber stamping uh, all your own yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and then there's no time. In a month, I was mis- it was like the most miserable month of my life. I was just like a royal dick to yeah. everybody yeah oh yeah and but you were pissed at yourself is what it was yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i knew what was coming i knew you know and mm. you, you know my wife's like what is wrong with you you know like you're just such a jerk and i was just and my mother came to visit and uh that was just after this, she was pregnant the, or after the baby came no she was she was pregnant right she was pregnant so this should be baby. a good time it should be a good time yeah you know and at the same time now i have all these fears kicking in because yeah right, uh, not, i was just gonna ask yeah He's because I'm not, I'm not doing anything to treat my spiritual condition so i'm mm. rampant with fears like oh my god i'm gonna have a baby yeah right, right? oh my god i'm gonna be like my father you know what mm. i mean my father's a was an absent dad. He was a drug addict, alcoholic. He left. My mother and father split up when I was young. Mm. I had, How you young? Know, I was seven. Yeah. yeah. See, so so they say <laughs> that your personality is formed by the time you're seven. Yeah. That's what happened. So you, yeah. this is what formed your personality. Yeah. I was I was seven as well when my dad left. Yeah. I mean, he showed up. He was there on weekends, and and you know if the the smack needed to be laid down, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what was funny? It's funny about me is my dad came back when I was seven, mm. and that was the trauma because he took us <laughs> away from, like, m- me and my mom lived with my grandparents, and I had this nice little all these friends, yep, and this nice yep. little neighborhood I lived in, and then. Uh, I went down a Carver next to Alba. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I went down there, and he used to beat my ass and everything oh, yeah. like this. You know, it was good times. Everybody's ass. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his yeah. father beat his ass. Yeah. He beat my ass. Good times. He's like yeah. Biff Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My neighbor. This is my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So, totally loaded with fear, and you know. No, seeing no way out but to get high, you know. And I, I went, I started going, getting prescriptions, and then it was just no time before I just was back doing dope again. And that, you know, from that point on, I, I would get sober for six months, seven months, and relapse. And I did that for up until last November. I, mm. I, I would get, you know, I, I had some. I got sent to Bridgewater. That was fun. Oh, you went yeah, there. I spent yeah. Christmas in Bridgewater. That yeah, no good. water like Bridgewater. That was nice. <laughs> the boot um, camp. This overdose. still a boot camp? Is it still at like Delta Alpha? All yep. those places. Yes. It did then I don't know if it yeah. Did. When I went, it was yeah. inside. It, they didn't have that. Uh, yeah. CCC. I did yeah, that too. It was inside yeah, the jail. This was the the yeah. buildings. Delta. And yeah. Charlie and Bravo. still <coughs> still can't leave. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it was a pretty bad experience. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. You know, and and then I, you know, I just did that. I kicked it around for, for a while now. You know, and then getting sober for a while, and um, then relapsing and do. Yeah, you get you get relief from your alcoholism, and then you need to get relief from your sobriety. Yep, exactly. Go back out. You know, never being able to accept it either. Like I, I felt, I I felt like I couldn't go back to AA. Sorry, guys. Cramp. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. I hate those. Woo-hoo. Yeah. You all right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Crawling around on all that decking today, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I um, 
I just I just found myself in that cycle, you know. Of, yeah. I, I kept trying to have an, the same experience I had the first time too, I think, you know, and I had a real hard time coming back to AA because I felt like a fraud. You know? Yeah. I just – I was – pretty active before you know when i in the years that i was sober and i was sponsoring a lot of people and i just some of those people became really good friends and they stayed sober and i watched them stay sober and i they watched me struggle and i my ego just really had a bitch of a time with oh yeah absolutely i i my ego kept me spinning around for a while you know And the other thing that was a blessing and a curse was I had still had some things monetarily. You know, I, I had a successful business now, and even though it was suffering, I was able to pull from it and feed the beast, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and then feed the lie, too, that, you know, well, look, things aren't that bad, you know. Yeah, I, I still got my own business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know? right. I'm doing good. Meanwhile, yeah, you know, no, that wasn't the case. You yeah. Know? But, um, I would get sober. I'd go to detox, but I wouldn't go to any further treatment. I wouldn't do anything above and beyond. I'd go to nice places like the Plymouth House or something and, you know, think that, you know, that was going to do it. And it doesn't really matter where you go unless you're ready to go. Right. Know? And, and, um, and that, that's, that's what I found out. And I went, I finally went back. I went to Gosnold, um, Still got brownies at night, like a nine o'clock snack. I don't know. I slept through most of it. At this oh, time, okay. fentanyl had arrived, so I was really mm. oh yeah. Oh boy, wow. <laughs> it wasn't. A, I, I slept through the whole thing. Mm. But I went to treatment after. I went to the Bra- one of the Brady's houses. It wasn't treatment, but I went to a sober house, which for me was a step out of my comfort zone, and uh, you know. That was something that I wasn't willing to do over those years. I wasn't yeah. willing to. To surrender, and you know, every, every time my wife would say, "Go back into sober living or whatever," we'll be, you know, we'll be all right for now or whatever or whatever it is. But y- you're not going to get it if you just go to detox and come home. And for me, that's that's been the case. And yeah, I went, you know, I finally surrendered. I went to Brady's house and I I got involved. I got I had gotten a sponsor from the Plymouth House. He had moved down here, and. um you know, and that's what I did in it. And I, I had a, a new experience with this sponsor and, um, you know, and I, and we went, we found this therapist. My wife was going to this therapist, um, that does EMDR. Um, uh, you know what that is? Yep. <laughs> I've done it. You have you? It's pretty wild, hey. isn't it? It freed me up. I'll tell you. That. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's EMDR. crazy because, uh, eye movement reprogramming and desensitization. Something like that. So. I, All these electrodes. Yes. I, I did my first fourth step, fifth step, and, and I meet this counselor. He had never really worked with anyone in recovery. And he says, uh, so uh, I, I gave him a copy of our literature, and he was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. And this whole fourth and fifth step thing, he's like, so if you think of something on there, yeah. do you still have a feeling attached to it? And I'm like, well, yeah. He goes, well, then you haven't processed it. So we started going through yeah. that stuff, and, and and it was you know it took time, and you got these things that vibrate randomly, yeah. And, yeah. and like you got to look left and right and left and right. It's like it's like going on your computer, hitting the Windows button, thing pops up, and it's like restart for your brain. Really, and the it really way, works. The huh? way she explained it to me, because I was I call it hocus pocus. Yeah, that's the best I could come up with. But she said 
it's it's taken things like say you had a traumatic event in your life. It's yeah. very good for trauma. They rearrange mm. where it resides in your brain, so it's no longer in the center that's attached to emotion. It's now into the center of just a memory. Like yes, it, it becomes and they just do this experience. by just vibrating hand things and moving your focus, eyes. Focus, focus. Yes. It, wow. It, it's yeah. It's like it's like defragging your computer, yeah. or yeah. you know what I mean. It's she's, like all right, that's not. This algorithm. doesn't work in this folder. We get to move it over <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. See, I think I think uh, I think our brains are more like are like our radio. We're, our consciousness is tuned in by them, and when our brains are messed up, we can't quite get the signal right. Mm. Whatever it was, it was <laughs> like a one-two punch because I was doing a full step at the same time, yeah. and I would go into her, and and my sponsor wasn't too happy about this because he, he was real like. He wanted me to have the experience of the four step and the turnarounds and sit with that, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's taking away all this thing from it. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what, it worked. And uh, <laughs> you I, know, I, like I, it's the it was like so awesome and it freed cool. me up. Like I had some things in my life that weren't terrible, but they were terrible to me. Yeah. And right. things that I couldn't get over. And and we went through my whole life, her and I. You know, in a matter of like six months. Yeah. The therapist. Would, in the therapy. In the therapy. Wow. In, along in the same time, doing a thorough force stuff. Yeah. I, I, I want to. We'll definitely chat after and find out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some information. So it, it was huge for me. And, and my wife introduced me to that. And this lady was just really cool. Like, I've been brought into like couples therapy before and felt like, oh my God, this is terrible. I'm like under attack, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's yeah, how I, I met her. Like, my wife was like, come her. see this lady, Joyce. And I'm like, here we go again. Like, I'm going to go into couples therapy and we're going to, I'm going to get abused. And, you know, <laughs> well, and, when you're using it, you go, yeah, right. you're guilty. You, yeah, you're right. the well, problem. I, that was the thing, you know. Uh, and, and, and when I met her, I wasn't doing, you know, I was, I wasn't doing the right thing. It was the tail end of, you know, my run there. And she, there was no, none of that. Like, I just felt totally comfortable with this lady. And, and, um, and then I started seeing her. She's like, I won't see you guys together, but I'll see you separately. And I started seeing her alone, and I did that and I, I, until I finished out. And there was, we ended up with, you know, there's nothing really left for me to work on. Like, it was nothing that I was struggling with at the yeah. time. And we left it that, you know, I'd see her maybe once a year or something. Yeah, so and, crazy that, you know, something completely out of the realm of recovery. Yeah. Yep. But, like, it's... Uh, I, I said it the last week, and I was sharing it at a meeting. Like, we pick up for something for some reason. We it, it says in the book, underlying causes and conditions. Yeah, right. And 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 then we we just keep going. Right. And if mm -hmm. we don't, like, yes, twelve step fellowship will help you put down the drink and the drug and and, and keep it down. And but there's possibly other, get you in touch with a higher power. Right. But there's other right. things. Like you got money problems, go see a, a finance guy. Yeah, you know you got you got marriage problems, you go see a marriage counselor. You got you got trauma problems. Yeah, yeah, you got you got physical problems, you go see a doctor. Right, like right. you got to find some. You got to find out why you did what you did and why we we keep trying to trying to bury that. Yeah, you know, right. right. Like it doesn't. It's yeah. not the end all be all twelve uh, step program. You right. know what I mean? Right. There's other things that we need to address in our life, and I think a lot of people get hung up on that. Like, no, the twelve steps should fix everything. Right? Yeah, they might for some people. Right? They right. may for right. some people, but you know, there's a double edged sword there too. Because what happens when on your fourth step you dig up that one thing or whatever, and it comes up, and you go through the process, and you still have the resentment, or you still have mm. 
the the emotions that are attached to that right right then what because then you're like oh shit i don't you know either you're honest about it and you say this fucking doesn't work or you lie and you say oh yeah god removed all my defects like you know yeah uh, or or you're like me and you're somewhere in the middle and you're like oh shit yeah it worked i got some relief but i'm still kind of fucked up yeah exactly yeah and that's what that emdr did for me it was able to really free up my mind like, yeah you know, yeah it's pretty wild it's, it is know? it's pretty yeah. crazy man there's there's yeah. a lot of stuff out there yeah that that people don't even realize they recommend help. that if anybody right you know traumas any you know yeah. stuff yeah. that you just don't want to talk about you really you know it's it's yeah. i i did it and it definitely helped me because it was between doing step work doing that living at Crescio. it's like mm. i think Crescio was big for that's me. the I only really thing that's it. like Help me to not, because this been, dude. I was like almost eight years sober, and I was ready to freaking commit suicide. Yeah, like yeah. what? What the fuck? Yeah. You know, like it's it's crazy. Like all these things, and and you know, him saying like, if you still have a feeling attached to that, then you haven't processed right. it. And sure. that's the thing we yeah. need to process these feelings and these emotions and mm. all this stuff that we go through that make us do what we do. Yeah, right. you know, that's right. And, yeah. Right, the it's, dissatisfaction in life that we run from. Right. I mean, I'll even do, I mean, even now, you know, if I'm not happy with whatever and I got to do something, I'll go and do it, but then I might have like, oh, I'm going to buy myself a chocolate bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, need, I need me a reward for yeah, that. That's right. You know? I just did that and I didn't want to do it and now right. it's done and now I'm going to get some chocolate. Yeah, or some, you know what I mean? It's like hiding from from the from the dissatisfaction. I realized that the other day in that exact situation. Yeah. I was like going down to work at night on a project that I got going, and it was like the umpteenth million time. Yeah, I'm going to work after work. Yep, and yep, I'm like, yep. you know, so I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna get a big bag of you know Hershey's mini <laughs> cups, and I'm yep. gonna go to town. Yep, I but did I mean, the same thing the other day you know. with a bag of M Ms. <laughs> fucking have fucking. Kind of crappy day. The M and M's is looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pizza's my go-to. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, as long as you keep it harmless like that, I don't think you're too. You know, you know. Right. As long as you don't put heroin on the pizza. I'm, yeah. I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Or go to the go back to the pharmacy counter and say, "Hey, you got any M and M's back there?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ones They're white and they say OC eighty on them or or thirty. <laughs> Can I get some of those, please? Those M and M's. It was yeah. it was crazy. I was reading something the other day like someone actually robs this people are still robbing pharmacies oh yeah we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get bottle robbed a pharmacy in a dress kid no it's a pharmacy it what's uh, the what's the thought process behind that well if you if you get a, if you use a mask then you're really going away for some time but if, mm. I, if I just put on some makeup <laughs> <laughs> nowadays he would have gone off right Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like a, oh, you like discriminate the, against me? Yeah. Dropping the bucket now. Yeah, you know, robbing banks and <laughs> what? Oh, so. uh, high on uh, whacked on Scooby snacks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we went. Yes. We went. See. Yeah. Easy, thanks for right? thanks for coming yeah, on, man. Bad, yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah. We yeah, and and great. talked about some stuff that hasn't really been talked about, which is good. You know. Yeah. What it mean? was very good. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like seeking outside help and and you know, yeah, twelve step programs are going to work for for. For things and they're going to help people but we we have to we have to grow more than that you know what i mean yep and, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with uh continually looking for the next right action yeah right yeah, yeah. you know so 
Yeah. LOLterms.com. Yes, please. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube. We're everywhere. Yeah. You know? T- tell us in the comments what you think of Periscope. Anybody know about Periscope? And yeah. We're thinking about going on Periscope. Yes. Sorry um, about that cramp. That was intense. <laughs> I was, was like, totally yo, what ridiculous. the hell is going on over there? I mean, there? that hurt a lot. But I know... I, I, <laughs> I've been there, dude. Yeah. Be like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> damn, that hurts. You know, I, I was thinking, like, what am I going to do? Physical activity. Go to the but... hospital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually doesn't happen when I'm sitting in a chair. But yeah, right? Okay. Well, uh, we'll give you a pass. My, my activity happened earlier today. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.